Hello, hello, and Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays to everybody. Uh, welcome back to Christmas Fest. Um, I'm here with Brad Lanyard. Uh, Al, how are you doing? Uh, just holly and jolly. <laughs> nice. That's how I'm doing. How about you, Jenny? I'm doing also holly and jolly. Uh, we actually got a little bit of snow going on right now as I, as we record this. Uh, we had some over um, in central Kentucky as well. Nice, nice. Look at us. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do think it's supposed to be back in the sixties this week, but you know, nice to get a little bit of a uh, little bit of white Christmas stuff going on. Yeah, um, let's, yeah. Get it. let's get it out of the way. <laughs> yes, let's get it done. Let's get it done with early. <laughs> I just want to snow for Christmas, then I can go back to uh, doing whatever it's doing. But we'll see what happens. Um, today we're going to be talking about uh, one of my favorite Christmas movies, um, Elf. Uh, it was the Phantom Correspondence pick because Elf is actually turning 20 this year, which is bizarre. Ooh, uh, yeah. Um, Al, is this a movie you saw in theaters when it came out? Um, no, no, I did not watch it in theaters, but that has not stopped life from from forcing it into my life. <laughs> um <laughs> Hundreds of times. Yeah. So I did not get the joy of seeing it in theater, but um, <laughs> but I have seen it plenty of times, and it feels like I saw it in theater. It feels like I was on the press tour with <laughs> Will Ferrell and Bob Newhart <laughs> to watch and talk about the movie because I've seen it so many times. Yeah. But, but yeah, did you happen to watch this in theater, Jenny? I did. I did see it in theaters. Yeah. Um. It's still one of those like when I when I figured out it was twenty years old this year, it it doesn't it still feels like a very new movie to me for some reason. But at the same time, like you said, it also feels like it's been part of my life for ever. So mm. it's just a weird, yeah. it's a weird feeling. Weird feeling. Um, I, w- sure. I would not have I would not have guessed that it was twenty this year. I no. would have said it was like fifteen or so possibly, but yeah. 20 years old is insane. Yeah, it's 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 bonkers, um, for sure. Um, so, yeah, I guess uh, we'll give a brief synopsis for those of you who have never seen this movie. Uh, all, all three of you out there. <laughs> <laughs> all three of you who just woke up from a 20-year coma and have not seen Elf. <laughs> um, the, uh, the movie starts uh, with Santa visiting an orphanage. And um, the one of the babies somehow sneaks into his um, bag, and um, rewatching it this time, I was like, "Why did why did he why did Santa just decide to keep the baby?" But I'm okay with it; like it works out. <laughs> but Santa was like a human. I guess it's mine now. Like, <laughs> yeah. well, um, I mean, honestly, it was. Um... Um, it was Bob Newhart's character who was just like, oh, I'll, I'll take that. I'll, That's true, yes. Cause I'll Bob, take the baby. Yeah, Bob's all like, I never got a chance to settle down because he's making toys. That's right. Yeah. But, I mean, I, but Santa didn't give, like, any indication he was going to take it back either, though. But... I don't know. <laughs> he did kind of wait for a second and just like, oh, well... What are we going to do with this baby? And just kind of scanned the room. (laughs) 
but you know it works out it works out so buddy is raised by uh these elves um they're uh they're toy makers and santa's um toy shop and um you know i'm re-watching this again and paying a little closer attention because it's one of those movies that i'm always like it's always on but maybe i'm not it's like always like in the background or anything during christmas you know what i mean and like oh it, you forms, know, they, the, it forms the backdrop of my existence for sure yeah <laughs> <laughs> um and he gets a lot of flack for being a slow toy maker but i'm like he's actually in comparison to like other humans a very fast toy maker but anyway we can talk about that later uh so he so he learns how to make toys and everything and then um uh he's not as fast as the other elves um apparently not apparently that's that's what happens and then uh he uh he ends up overhearing that he's actually a human um and so he has like a little freak out moment decides to go and find his birth family and uh his dad is he's he's a bad dude he's not very nice um and so james (laughs) con james con yes yes this is probably what james con was going to be remembered for after his long illustrious year (laughs) 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 that's facts um and uh, through a lot of different events, uh, you know, um, Buddy, uh, there's some turbulation and stuff. And so. <laughs> <laughs> there's tribulation in Buddy's life as he transitions into the human world. <laughs> well, and, and, you know, and then like christmas almost gets ruined and then yeah so buddy has to save that so there's like you know there's, there's some stuff going on but that's pretty much the 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 gist of the movie uh did i leave anything out al no you covered everything okay. it's <laughs> like i was watching the movie again <laughs> great <laughs> there are some tribulations <laughs> that happen I don't know why I use that word. Here we are. To get a little biblical with Elf, it's fine. Incredible, man. Uh, Um, In Ireland, they would say that there were troubles. (laughs) But but yeah, uh, so um, what was your, like, what... So uh, you say that you watched a lot. So would you say you're kind of like, um, so you're, you're well, are, are you kind of like sick of the movie or is it something that you can like keep watching? I'm just curious. Yes. I'm sick of this movie. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so tired of this movie and I need everyone to understand like elf is really good. Like elf is like a great Christmas film. And it's got a lot of really good humor, and all the acting is really good, and it it feels very wholesome and it's very easy to watch. Um, I hate this movie. <laughs> <laughs> I hate what the times and to borrow a word from Jenny, the tribulations have done to me <laughs> as far as watching Elf, like probably upwards of two hundred times over the course of my life. <laughs> So, like, I'm here for it. It's really good. I get why people are into it. But I I hate this movie. I hate this movie. 
Well, all right. <laughs> <laughs> I will say what one thing that strikes me about this movie is a very original film. Uh, as far as like, there's not really another, there isn't another Christmas movie that has the same plot, um, which I can appreciate because yes, somebody that's who, very true. Yeah, as somebody who watches a lot of Christmas movies, like you know, you sometimes within like the first 15 minutes, I'm like, oh, I know how this movie is going to play out, how it's going to end. Like, no. I'm <laughs> Jenny, are you saying that Christmas movies have gotten very trope heavy and predictable? <laughs> Well, and and I do say that, and I say it with love because I don't necessarily mind that. But it is, and and obviously now I can do that with I can quote, buddy. You know, I can I can quote Elf, but um, but I appreciate the creativity of this movie, and I think that's why it it, it is so popular because it is very original. Um, when what was your first reaction? Do you remember your first reaction watching this movie for the first time? Oh, when I was just a young babe. <laughs> All those 20 years ago. It's crazy. <laughs> um, yeah, so I remember I did watch it as a kid. Um, it took me a little bit of time to watch it, actually, um, because my mom was very cautious about Bill Farrell um, and his films. Because, like, he just had done other um, comedies that had been very, like, off-color and raunchy and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So, um, so Elf came out and everyone uh, was talking about it and stuff. And my mom was just like, oh, I don't know. Like, he's he's a devil. So, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> but, but, and so, it took me um, about a year or so before I actually watched it. For the first time, I do remember that. But uh, we watched it, and like, of course, you know, I watched it when I was like eleven or twelve years old, and I was just like, "Oh yeah, that was great!" Like, heck yeah, <laughs> it was awesome. And like, I could like, I could <laughs> throw out quotes of it and stuff like that, and like, um, and it was ill feral. So like, at the time, it felt like I was like heading away with something. As I watched it, uh, <laughs> even though I wasn't, um, and so I do remember enjoying it a lot. And like every year when it would come on there for a while, I'd just be like, oh, "Okay, yeah, cool, I watch Elf," um, <laughs> uh, because there is like a charm to it. There's a charm in that, like, I don't know. I think, I think for an actor who has kind of um catapulted himself by doing a lot of ad-lib and by doing a lot of like off-color um inappropriate jokes and things like that throughout his career i do think there's kind of a sweet spot with errol where like the eg kind of films with him are actually like really really good um, I think of this one elf is really good. Um, this hawker one he did, um, kicking and screaming. He mm-hmm. has the, he has a similar kind of charm about him and stuff where he plays off of like, um, the child actors really well and stuff like that. And so like, I think elf is really interesting because like it captures that 
spite of him because he is very much like the main character of the film that like it captures that side of him that we don't see very often in a lot of his roles um he's often a bit um over the years but like you just don't see that very often and so um i think that uh, contributes to a lot of the allure of the movie um and also as you said you know it's just it's it's it feels unique it like mm-hmm. is trying to to actually like f- focus on the idea of what could conceivably be like the true meaning of the holidays of like f- focusing on your family and finding the people that you want to surround yourself with and mm-hmm. stuff and so i think there's just kind of a genuine kind of feel to elf that like you don't oddly enough you don't actually like see very often with all of their films which yeah. like it feels ironic to say but i think it's kind of true yeah yeah no that's that's real um yeah i really um like how it, it is almost so silly but like his childlike wonder um is really like it, it's comedic but also like really needed especially like in um in James Kahn's life where there's like no childlike wonder which is really weird cuz he's uh you know a ch- a children's book um uh illustrator what actually he, now that I'm thinking about that like what is his exact job like he's he used to be just like kind of generally in charge of children's books yeah. like he's <laughs> like he's the one who like he clears the stories and like He's an organizer. He just like he or, he gets like on the books together and the ideas and like he greenlights all the stuff. Yeah, so, yeah. He's just yeah. vaguely in charge. Yes, children's but books. like, but like you know, after you know, two seconds of him on screen, you're like, how did he get this job? Like, I can't think of a worse person. Well, maybe Miles Spent probably isn't the best person. For- <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. It seems like he's pretty good at his job. Um, but yeah, would you say that um, the the humor and everything kind of still translates to today, or do you think it's a little outdated? Um, no, I think it. Um, it translates fine. Um, I think it still hits like all of the easily relatable notes of just like you know, there's there's like a dad who's who's just like overwhelmed by his work and like is trying to make everything work out as far as his career to the point that he's neglecting his family life and he has this son who who doesn't have a great relationship with him and like he's not doing the best and then um, this like outside force comes in and just kind of like throws a wrench into his otherwise like um, seemingly organized in straightforward life. And so I think, like, those are roles and those are ideas that, like, very much exist still. And, like, we mm-hmm. see them all the time still. And yeah. so I th- think from that point, I think those themes and those ideas still work and still um, exist and ring true through t- to today. And, like, and like, I think the humor works because, like, does this thing where, like, you know, a general idea to make comedy work 
in a story is like, uh, like you know you either have to take like um crazy insane people and put them into a very sane world or you have to do the opposite you have to take very sane um competent and grounded characters and put them into an insane world that they have to react to and navigate um, and things like this and so um you almost kind of have with elf this thing where those two approaches happen at the same time because you have this very grounded world where like it's like the advertising world of new york city and you have these people who are obsessed with their jobs and, and things like that and then you take this utterly unhinged character and like drop him into the center of that so that you get sides where um this insane character is reacting to this like very grounded world and like he's shaking things up enough so that all the other people there are having to react to his insanity and so like i think the comedy um it ages fine because like it it touches on like the only two solid ways that comedy can work in a story anyway and so um no i think like you know if you hop this in with like any aged demographic it's it's one that like everybody knows and can smile at and laugh at and stuff so i think it's it's aged fine all these all these 20 years later i know (laughs) after all the tribulations the the very short 20 years um yeah i definitely agree with all that um yeah talking about like his and like i know i mentioned his childlike wonder and stuff but like also like Rewatching these movies, like one thing I love about our podcast is that, like, when I rewatch stuff and we talk about movies, is that, like I really kind of like look at it from a different, a different lens, I guess, and like really like overthink things that probably like aren't. It's not relevant, but I overthink them anyway. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but like um, rewatching it this time this year, I was like, how would I react if I met somebody like Buddy, like? Because, like, yes, James Conn is definitely, like, a jerk in this movie. But, like, but but also, and not excusing any of his behavior, but I'm also, like, I don't know how, I wouldn't react that way, but I don't know how I would react to a real-life buddy coming into my life like that. Um, And I got to say, like, his his wife is just, like, A-plus in this because she's just, like, it's fine. It's totally fine. Like, not big She's a gem. Like, I, she is the unsung hero in this movie, I think. Um, uh, but what, what do you, what, how do you think you would react if you met a real life buddy and he just was like, hey, we're, we're cousins or something? I don't know. Um, I would, after our first interaction, I would probably call the cops <laughs> yeah. myself and, t- myself in and just kind of sit and wait for them to come uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but not like um i don't know man yeah because you have to understand weird, like isn't it because like you have to understand that like you know i've i've worked jobs where i have seen people who are not too far off from buddy the elf Oh, that's very life. true. So, so like, yeah. 
so That's like really- it isn't like a what if kind of scenario for me. <laughs> like, like I know how it is. I get it. Um, and so like you know, um, there is there is a charm to people who are so eager to like find the cool magical things in life. Mm-hmm. And so, like, there is definitely a charm there, and there's definitely at least an initial desire to, like, spend time with them and connect with them and just kind of, like, breathe in the fresh air that they offer yeah. in the world. Um, so, so by the end of the film, that's going to spoil this for everybody who hasn't seen Elf. <laughs> um, so by the end of the film, um, Buddy the Elf and... Jovi, who's played by Zoe Deschanel, um, this is probably the role that I have enjoyed her the most in, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, so they like get together, and it seems as though as though like they get married and they move up to the North Pole and they have a baby, um. And like I need I need people to know that like it has been twenty years since Elf. Um, they probably divorced in like year two. Like, I, <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that relationship lasted. And it's one of those things where it's just like you know it's great and it can be a good like breath of fresh air and a good jolt to like your Christmas spirit, and it can be very refreshing to be around that kind of thing. Um, but like homie, it gets old after a while, man. Right. Um, and, and people who think it does not are like, are lying to themselves. <laughs> like, <laughs> like nobody would want to be around a person who's like that all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so I was one of those things. I think that it's like a, double-edged sword because I think it ends itself to it and that, you know, it's a good way to, like, start off the Christmas season and get, like, a jolt of, like, of, like, woohoo, this is fun, this is great, like, I want to be, like, all imaginative and optimistic as well as, like, he is. But, like, I think it comes in on the other end as well, where if you watch this enough, you're just kind of like, oh boy, okay, here we go. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's, yeah, it's, and then all these scenes where like, oh, he's so charming and oh, he's so wholesome and like, oh, he probably scarred Zoe Deschanel's character by just being in the bathroom with her as she's trying to shower. Um <laughs> But, like, apparently he thinks that's fine, which um, she is very talented at hanging characters who aren't, who are particularly well. So (laughs) it's kind of her thing. But, like, so, yeah, man, I don't know. I'd probably spend, like, an hour or two with them and be like, wow, man, you are a really great guy. Um, You you get my email address. You don't get my phone number. You get my email address. <laughs> you can reach out to me once a month. <laughs> and these are the boundaries of our relationship that we're going to have. Because <laughs> you're great wow. in like very small t- 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 
ketosis. It's like LSD <laughs> at a concert. It's like you don't want to do a whole lot of LSD all at once. And you don't want to do LSD every day. Um, but, like, you know, every now and then it's fine. <laughs> oh, wow. Gives you that jump. You need an occasional chance to see the world a new way. drug use. <laughs> I love that. Um, it's one of yeah. the several things you get when you hang out with fandom correspondents. <laughs> Um, so that wouldn't make a very good Christmas movie, Al. <laughs> Are you sure? <laughs> I'm not actually. I think that'd make great. a great Christmas <laughs> movie. It's so insane. Like, just speaking of like that idea of just like high usage of drugs and stuff, and like how how unhinged <laughs> that, that Will Ferrell is in this. The cast for the, the cast for this film is absurd. Like you have Will Ferrell, who did this and then went on to do like a hundred R-rated comedies from like two thousand and three to two thousand and six. Like yeah. so many. you have him doing that. You have like Amy Sedaris is in this. Like. Um, Kyle Gass from from Tenacious D is in this. Mm. Like Phase on Love from Friday <laughs> is in this. Like it's like this cast is insane. That like if you like if you gave me the short list of the comedians who are in Elf and you asked me what like film this was like a call list for. Like, I would never guess that this is for a Chris, a PG-rated Christmas movie. Like, it's insane. It makes no sense. Yeah. And Happy's in it, too, randomly. Yes. Yes, he is in yes. this. Oh, yes. my gosh. And Happy. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Um, For anybody interested out there, and some more trivia about the actors, um, Edward Asner, who plays Santa Claus and Elf, um, is also, I mean, he's done like a thousand things, but like he's also he was also the voice actor for Carl in Up. Oh. So yeah, that's I did not realize that. Oh yeah, but yeah, you just have the, you have this coldness of these like crazy comedic actors that like it's just weird. It's weird to think that like you could do a double feature of like of. Kyle Gas films and the double feature would be like Tenacious D and Elf. <laughs> like that's ridiculous. <laughs> that is pretty great. Um, it's actually I I want to say it's Zoe Deschanel's first film. Um, I think I could be wrong. Huh. I could be very wrong. But I know she was only twenty one. When she was, uh, when they filmed this. So wow. she's baby Zoe Deschanel. She is just a baby. It's crazy. Oh, only famous might have been her first role. Oh, oh, yeah. So that was really baby. Sure. Really yeah. Baby. yeah. Very yeah. baby. I always forget she was in that. Small baby. Small baby. Small baby. Yeah. Small baby. Um. <laughs> oh, tiny baby. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like, her character too is very interesting in this movie because like you 
I would never agree to a date with Betty. Like, it just would not have happened. But, like, it's almost like her character was really wanting to... Again, this is me just overthinking it when I did the rewatch this year. Uh, Her character was just really, like, almost depressed and jaded and just, like, kind of nihilistic. And I think maybe subconsciously she was looking for something that you know, something more, something with more positivity. And I think like maybe she saw that in Buddy. And, uh, you know, I was really trying to figure out like why she agreed to a date. So this is where, (laughs) so this is like a little rambling of that, but then they go on the date and it's, and he has no date. Like I, like he doesn't know what he's doing. So it's a very, he, he's coming off rude and stuff. And like, he doesn't have the riz, as the kids would say. He does not have any riz <laughs> at all. And but you know, he's feeling it. And they even end up like kissing and stuff. And it's just like, I'm like, wow. So like I I I don't disagree that they might have divorced after year two, but I also wonder if like maybe that was just something that her character was really craving. To just have like mm-hmm. hope, happiness, and all that. And like, I don't know. I don't know. It's well, interesting. For sure. Yeah. yeah, no, I think you're, I think you're right on, like, um, I think the whole, the whole, like, purpose, I think, behind Buddy's relationship with pretty much every character in this film is that, like, he's helping them, like, unlock that inner child part of themselves mm-hmm. that, like, can still have fun and still, like, find reasons to be happy and find ways to like enjoy the holidays and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So like, no, I think that's like definitely um, what was happening there. You see that happened with his relationship with Jovi. You see that happened with his dad and with um, his brother um, and all of that. Like, um, I think that's very real. Um, now, like, I don't think that's enough to like, to like have a marriage, have, have a marriage be the foundation <laughs> of, but like that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> you know, the, there isn't anything like wrong with that. I think it's yeah. fine. But um, but likewise, uh, maybe yeah, he also helped bring him down to earth a little bit too. You know, like maybe he helped level him out. Is that real? I don't know. Did that happen? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we have any evidence of that happening, but it could have, I guess. We don't. Um, but, you know. Like. That's kind of the thing, is that, like, all of the transformative work, like, is kind of on everybody else's part except for Buddy. Like, <laughs> at the end of the film, like, he isn't, he doesn't, like, I know it's, I know it's weird to talk about, like, well, what is... <laughs> Well, what is the internal character arc of Buddy the Elf? <laughs> but like, if you think about it, if you think about it though, how characters are supposed to work, like <laughs> Buddy doesn't really like accomplish any work on himself. Like his whole thing, the the um the tr- triggering event, uh. On the catalyst, oh my God, there's the word. Um, the catalyst that causes him to leave the North Pole and come and find his family in New York is that he he 
he learns that he's a human and he doesn't know how to fit in with the elves anymore. But then by the end of the film, it's just like, well, no, buddy, you didn't have to worry about that at all because you were the best elf out of anybody. (laughs) You saved Christmas. Yeah. None of the elves have ever done that. You're actually the best (laughs) elf that's ever been. And so you're just kind of like, oh, okay. So he didn't really get anything out of this, though, did he? <laughs> like, okay, we still are faced with the horrifying implications of him having to raise a child by the end of the movie. Like, <laughs> like with now clear in his head, hey, if you're a human, that's fine. You can still be an elf, which is not true. <laughs> so... So, you know, I can only imagine that conversation when it comes up where Jovi is just like, well, you know, let's get let's get our kid into sports. And Will Ferrell is just kind of like, no, he's an elf. And I'm proof that that can be true. <laughs> and just like, okay, well, I think you should know how to open a checking account. And Will Ferrell is just like, no. <laughs> Why do that when you can use... <laughs> <laughs> you can use stockings as food for a hearth or whatever <laughs> nonsensical bullshit he says. <laughs> so <good>. Yeah. <laughs> it's not good. Okay. I don't know. Just like that <laughs> that movie is great and it does what it, it needs to do. But the implications of the movie change when you see that he like has a child he's raising. <laughs> You're just like, oh no. <laughs> that kid has no chance of normal childhood. But but you just you you hope. That's all I'm saying is that Jovi is also gonna help both the baby and Will Farrell's character grow. Um <laughs> Yeah, that is the woman's job, isn't it, Jenny? <laughs> Okay, you know what? So good of Zoe Deschanel to just put that on her back. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, that's... (laughs) Or maybe he ends up being like the best elf ever, too. I don't know. We don't know. Uh, I will say that they have said there's not going to be... Will Will Ferrell does not want there to ever be an elf sequel. Um, which I agree with. Um, like, you don't really need anything. I think I'm just kind of over sequels in general, but I don't think. Do you think that Elf needs a, a sequel? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, it's one of those things where, like, I can't even begin to imagine <laughs> what a sequel would be about. Like, well, I guess it would be about raising the baby. <laughs> oh, dear God. <laughs> like,. I mean, is it about like the kids trying to grow up and he he see if I if I had to make a sequel to Elf, then the kid would be like fifteen or sixteen years old. They would hate being an elf. They would just like none of it comes naturally to them whatsoever. <laughs> they hate being an elf, and they just leave. And like they, and like they too go t- to New York, and they do great in New York. <laughs> like they like they thrive. Build their own like startup company, 
<laughs> like they design an app. Like they do. <laughs> they do. They do great, and they never go back to the North Pole again. <laughs> Buddy the Elf is fine with that because he has the emotional maturity of a 10-year-old. And at no point do we need, does that need to change from the first movie. <laughs> okay, yeah. Well, we could Perfect. pick that. Done. Done. <laughs> you did and it. Zoe, and Zoe Deschanel is also there. and She's like wearing black over <laughs> to, to mourn the loss of her child. <laughs> So like, I do. I, that's it. <laughs> okay. All right. I like it. I like it. <laughs> so do you do you have a favorite scene in this movie? Um yes, I do. I do have a favorite scene. Um this is the scene that like regardless of how many times I watch this is still like makes me smile. Um because there is the scene where where Buddy the Elf is first kind of stumbling into his job at the mall. Um, and as a person who has stumbled into a lot of jobs in similar ways, I understand this scene. <laughs> uh, um, and he's kind of stumbled into the mall and he's following um, um, the manager of the store around who again cannot stress this enough is played by phase on love who <laughs> who played big worm in the movie friday cannot stress that enough that is so funny to me uh, <laughs> but um, he's following around phase on love and and he starts to just like he just the amount of entropy rating off of Buddy the Elf's body as soon as he walks into a new environment is insane. Like everything just gets just instantly so chaotic. <laughs> and like he talks to Jovi and like he starts to like spit some game. He starts to sing. And the manager comes up and he's just like, hey, there's no singing in the North Pole. <laughs> Where Fiddle's just like, yes, there is. <laughs> And the manager says, no, there's not. <laughs> like he is like telling a child to like to put down like a Molotov cocktail, like serious as a heart attack. <laughs> He's just like, no, there's not. <laughs> and just that exchange is so good because God, he has to hate his job. Like, <laughs> he has to despise his life. Because he like has to work a Christmas themed store in Christmas time in New York City, like that isn't a fun job. No, Even if like you love retail, and there are people who who like who wake up every day and they look forward to going to, to their retail job, and they're amazing. Um, <laughs> even then, those people would hate to be in this situation. Oh, and yeah. you have this like random new employee who is just seemingly for no reason. Because he doesn't know that he's an elf. So so if you watch that scene from Phase on Love's perspective, <laughs> he found one of his employees not realizing that this is not someone he hired because it's Christmas time and like 
the new retail employees come and go as as hips in the night. So like <laughs> so like finds one of his new employees just like screwing around in like the peak business time for this store. And like he has to drag him back in there. And this guy is just aching like to in the perspective of phase on love. I think the elf is being an asshole at every turn. Right, right. Like, because he has no reason to believe that Will Ferrell is being genuine in any of the things he's saying or doing. Yeah. <laughs> right? So from his perspective, he's just like, all right, I'm going to do this fun thing and, like, boost morale for my employees. And he's just like, Santa's coming to town and Will Ferrell has a freak out. And he's just like, okay, here we go. <laughs> And then some turd who does not really have a singing ability starts scream singing in a store, some nonsense song. <laughs> and he's just like, hey, stop. Like, ooh, I can't tell this guy off because there's customers here. So I'm going to do a fun thing with Christmas. And then he just back talks to him. And he's just like, ooh, <laughs> today's going to be the day. <laughs> <laughs> I strangle this oddly tall man <laughs> who somehow like, who somehow slipped through HR and found his way to my store. Like, I don't know. I empathize so much. I know I'm not supposed to, but I empathize so much with his on Love's character in that scene. Uh, I <laughs> think that in, in post 2020, everybody can empathize with his character. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. But yeah, it's one of those things, man. It's just like, you know, you can't, if you watch that scene thinking everyone knows that this is a movie about an elf, it like ruins the true comedy of that scene. <laughs> like, <laughs> all the emphasis, because whenever people talk about that scene or watch it, all the emphasis is on how hilarious Will Ferrell is being. And that is not the point of that scene. <laughs> The point of that scene is how hilariously real and relatable Face on Love is being in that scene. <laughs> so I, I love that part of the movie. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> how about you, Jenny? <laughs> Do you have a favorite? Um, uh, I really love um, the, like, when he starts bonding with his brother, the snowball fight that they do. Uh, it's just like, I don't know, because I've always wanted to... Well, first of all, like, I love snowball fights. Um, and I just am envious of how fast Buddy the Elf rolls the snowballs. And it's just, like, a cool moment between siblings, and I don't know, it's cute. Um, mm -hmm. I also, like, re-watching this this time, like I said, like, I was kind of paying, like, closer attention, and, like, I really love the scene when Buddy's actually leaving um, the North Pole, or I don't even know if he's leaving at this point, but he's like, he, it's when he like finds out he's adopted and then he's like running and like, you know, he's like talking to like, you know, not now Arctic puppets and stuff like yeah. that. And <laughs> like, <laughs> um, those are really great. And then like when he talks to, um, the snowman, which is played by, uh, Leon Redbone, I believe. And the snowman is the realest character in this movie. Cause oh, like, yeah. he's just not having any of the BS that he's like, because Buddy's like, it turns out about an elf. And the snowman's like, well, no shit, Sherlock. Like, <laughs> 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 and uh, I just really love that scene. Because, like, 
I feel like that was just Leon Redbone being like, I'm not going to read any of the script you actually gave me. I'm just going to say. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's that's a really funny scene to me. But, uh, yeah, I like that. Um, yeah. I agree. I agree. I love <laughs> I love the smooth jazz take on, <laughs> on the classical snowman character in that. It's really yes. good. Yeah. Yeah. He's funny. Um who would you say is your favorite character in this movie? I feel like um, we might already know, but <laughs> you might already know, man. <laughs> um, yeah, man, there are a lot of good characters in this. It's one of those things where, like, again, you know, I can't acknowledge that this is a really, really great Christmas film. Um, um I just hate it. I just, <laughs> just I've, I've had enough. Um, <laughs> but um, no, man, I love. Um, He's on love in this. I love um, um I love I love the elf in this. Um, I love you know what I think a character who doesn't get enough of a shout out in elf oddly enough is Edward Asner as Santa Claus. Yeah, because like that is a Santa who is trying to adapt to the times, like he. He, like compared to the other Santa that we discussed on um, this year in mm-hmm. Island Night, like yeah. he, who's all who's all like who's burnt out and super jaded and is about to just like give up the ghost on Christmas as a whole. Like the Santa in Elf is just like, hey man, I know the Christmas spirit is at an all time low. Like, you know, people don't really believe in me anymore. People just kind of care about the gifts, you know. Um, we're only like a year and a half uh, removed from the events of 9-11. Like, yeah. <laughs> Christmas spirit isn't at an all-time high right now. So, like, I'm not going to complain about it. I'm not going to, like, try to get a whole bunch of people t- to believe in me. He's just like, nah, man, I've got this sweet engine. I've hooked up to my sleigh. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> like, He's tenacious. Like, I got this. I can still, like, you know, I'm still Santa, baby. Like, I've, I've, I've got this. I'll figure out a way to get those presents out there. And I'm just like, oh, no, the way he's, like, he's so, like, real and, like, straightforward uh, with people, um, combined with the fact that, like, he, like, is Santa Claus. It's just like a really kind of fun take on that character and stuff. Because he can just be like, oh, I know what you asked for for Christmas. You asked for this, this, this. And he has like the wonder of like, oh, it's Santa Claus. And then he also has the realness of just like, stop being mean to all of your friends. Like, like, (laughs) he'll call you out on stuff. And, like, um, he takes, like, a grounded as he can approach to the fact that, like, you know, there's just not a whole lot of Christmas cheer out there anymore. So, like, I don't know. I really enjoy him. The more, uh, the older I get, the more I enjoy the Santa Claus in this one. Yeah, I think that's fair. That that, that Santa has definitely been to therapy, and I think that shows. I think that's Mm. good. (laughs) <laughs> it's very uh, true. That's yeah. very true. How about you, Jenny? Um, my favorite character. I don't know. That's really hard. I really, obviously, I do love Buddy. Um, uh, but I really like um 
the mom in this, uh, especially rewatching it this year, I was just like, wow, like what a trooper. Like, I just really <laughs> liked what she brought to the movie just because, mm-hmm. like, and I'm still confused how they even ended up together because, like, I just, like, what what were those first few dates like with, with James Klein? Like, what was that? I, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, man. Like, I can tell you right now, like, um, th- the incredible person um, that I get to call my wife, she is awesome, and she is supportive, and she is caring, and all of these excellent and wonderful things that she is. Um, 15 years from now, if I come home from work and say, hey, I found out that I had, like, a bastard son with an <laughs> ex-girlfriend, I don't, and, like, he, like, is unwell, he, like, he thinks he's an elf. <laughs> I don't think her reaction would be, well, he should he should come and stay with us. Like yeah. I don't yeah. think <laughs> she'd go that far. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's that's a big ask. Like it's like, well, and it, I mean, like, yeah, she just is very like a saint, a very like saint, like, and she just tolerates everything Buddy does, like. Like he he makes her spaghetti and maple syrup, and she's like, "This is great." And it's just like, <laughs> yeah, awesome. yeah, he undresses in front of her. Um, that's a whole thing. Well, Which you know, that that, I, I hated that scene. Can I just say that? That's my least favorite scene because I'm like, even the elves, I'm sure, have some sort of like. <laughs> that's just like I mean that's not that's not like just like to humans like elves obviously uh, know not to undress in front of you know what I mean like it's true the elves of the North Pole were definitely affected by the curse of original sin and they know to <laughs> <laughs> and they know to shamefully hide their bodies from one another <laughs> <laughs> that's where the movie lost me too Jimmy <laughs> Well, you know, it's one of those things, thinking about it now, you know, that happens to him a lot in this film. Like, (laughs) it seems like he doesn't really have, like, a solid, like, set of social boundaries. Like, I don't know. And, like, we see in, like, his flashbacks, like, he's, like, in the shower and it seems to be just, like, a shower, just, like, hanging out in the center of, like, I don't know, the weird... Eric's style of housing they have in the North Pole. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, like, I don't know. It could be a thing. It could just be like, oh, yeah, all elves are asexual and don't really care about that kind of I don't know. <laughs> I guess that's possible. I guess. I guess. Um, but then, like, also, but here's, here's another thing that doesn't line up, though. It's a little plot hole, right? Because, like, and maybe it's not the same thing, but he knows that, like, he, like, kisses Jovi on the cheek, and he, like, immediately is like, oh, sorry, I shouldn't have done that. And then she's like, oh, no, like, it's fine, you missed, da-da-da. 
So, like, he knows how to be respectful to a woman in that sense. But he's like, I guess I'll just flash whoever. I don't know. So, when he has the original run-in with Jovi and uh, where she's in the shower and stuff and they sing, maybe it's cold outside. Um, Interesting song to have at the forefront of elf but um i want to know the backstory of how like he learned that song it's just any christmas song just on repeat in the north pole i don't know um i guess so but um so and so afterwards she's just like well you know was it an accident when like you came in on me when i was showering and he's just like well i didn't oh you were showering i just heard you singing is he telling the truth there? Did he really not know she was showering? <laughs> like, That's true. Because That's like they true. had showers in the North Pole. He like yeah. he knew what a shower was. <laughs> That's that, yeah. And like he knew enough to ask like why she was showering at work. Yes. Um, which I whew, I've been there before. But yeah. um but yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Interesting, interesting, interesting points yeah. that I think are valid is from the fact that, like, you know, it is Will Ferrell in this role, and like he does a good job of capturing just like the childlike kind of like the wonder of Christmas or whatever. Yeah, but like at the end of the day, like it's still Will Ferrell. Like, I still think of Will Ferrell and I think of Step Brothers, I do not think of Elf yeah. when I think of Will Ferrell. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it's that kind of thing. Um, so, Henny, just real quick, um, um, if I can hop in here real quick, because we have, I think, for the first time ever, we have a question from our live studio audience. Um, so, my wonderful wife, Alyssa, mm-hmm. wants to know and wants us to discuss um since we already have um ties between tenacious d and elf and playing i assume um high oil gas is in both mm-hmm. um for anyone who doesn't know uh high oil gas is one of the guys who works for james Conn's character mm-hmm. i like his thing um <laughs> him and andy from Conan. um since we already have tenacious d ties to elf how different and better slash worse would this movie have been in if Buddy was played by Jack Black and not by Will oh. Ferrell? Um, that's a great question. Interesting. I love Jack Black. I do too. Um, I think I think this is a very time sensitive question and hypothetical because if it was a Jack Black of right now I think he would have done fine. Um, I don't think he would have done as well as Will Ferrell, but like 2023 Jack Black, I think he would have had a lot of under with this role. And like, it would have been like very, um, a lot more like high pace and chaotic, but um, it would have been fine. Um, Jack Black in 2003, there's no way he would have gotten this role in the first place. Um, because Jack Black in 2003 was insane, and I don't think he would have 
uh, been able to tone it down for a role like this. <laughs> and like I know everybody's out there saying, well, he was in School of Rock in 2004, I think. Um, yeah, Jack Black in School of Rock, still way more unhinged than Will Ferrell is an elf. Like, <laughs> okay. but I do have a counter. Okay, he was in The Holiday in 2006, and he is. Kill AF in that movie. Yeah. It could be. I mean, like, still, though, man, like, a lot happens in three years. So, like, I don't know. No, that's true, I too. I don't know. Right, like, right. um, yeah, um, that's kind of where I'm at on it. I don't think it would have been as good, probably, but, um, I mean, especially at the time, I just don't see Jack Black from 2003 like odd <laughs> going super over the top with this role if he yeah. had been Cass's buddy. <laughs> like, like he would have been that's all fair. over the damn place. Yeah, it's that's so fun to think about though. Like I I think I would absolutely have loved it, but I think you're right. I think it would have taken that it would have been less of a kids movie and more on the, you know, plane of uh Scrooge and Christmas vacation type movie, you know. Um as far as like the ratings go, I think, uh, I also think that one of the appeal of Will Ferrell, Will Ferrell is a very large man. Yes. So that added so much, I think to, uh, you know, the, the character, just cause the huge contrast between elves and, uh, Will Ferrell in general, like he's just, I mean, he, like he's huge. Like he towers over James Caan. Like he's a big man. So I think oh, yeah. the heights uh, definitely would play. I think that played more of a role in it than what we might realize. I could be wrong. No, no. I think you have some room there. And I think what that also brings up in addition to that being very true is that um, if you put 2003 Jack Black into that film, um, all of the tall jokes that we get, would have been fat jokes. Will Ferrell would have a hundred percent been fat jokes. Yeah. <laughs> um, and um, just not as honey. Yeah. Like and just would not have aged as well either. Yeah, for sure. Like yeah. you know. Um. So. So yeah, from a writing perspective, it would have changed things a lot. Um. I'm looking right now at like on the on the IMDb page, the early part of the IMDb page. Um, for Jack Black and like I mean around this time homie was doing like Hello Hal and right. Yandy Dick show and, and stuff like that <laughs> like I don't I don't think it would have gone over as smoothly as Will Ferrell in 2003 like I really don't <laughs> but would have been fun. I love seeing Jack Black and stuff. Oh, yeah. Uh, he's awesome. But, yeah. Don't it, think it would have gone as well. <laughs> it just would have been just such a different movie, I think. Just completely. Like, and I think even now, if you were to take the same plot and put Jack Black in it, it would still be a very different movie. Um, oh, yeah. It's, yeah. it's two very different kinds of humor. I mean, you have... Bill Farrell, whose humor is very much based on like his ability to ad lib lines and like the 
charisma about like his his face and his eyes and his inflection and his tone and stuff like that. And Jack Black has always been very much like oddly humor in physical humor and just yeah. like being just kind of unhinged on camera and doing a bunch of crazy stuff and like he's out of breath for half the scenes he's in because it's like yeah. he's off doing <laughs> something crazy as he as he does his lines yeah. and stuff so like yeah yeah it would have been an, a different experience for sure yeah i love that question though thank yeah. you live studio audience uh, yeah um yeah um what what do you think uh is your least favorite scene in this movie um i so this is gonna be very controversial this is gonna oh. be one of the most controversial things i've ever said oh probably excited. for some reason um <laughs> um and i've said that like video game developers should have time off and be able to ah. be their families um <laughs> very controversial statement but um no i i don't enjoy i don't think i've ever enjoyed um the scene with him and peter Dinklage in the conference oh, room. yeah i don't like that scene mm-hmm. i don't think i've ever liked that scene and it's not because like i'm trying to like virtue signal <laughs> like the ableism within that humor or anything because like Dinklage was the one who like approved that scene and like he signed off on it so like it's not it's not anything like that i'm not accusing that scene of being bad um, I just don't think that scene is is very funny. <laughs> like, I just, I just don't. I don't think the humor of that scene hits. I think a lot of the humor is founded in like the physical comedy of Tinklage, like dropping a bunch of karate moves on Will Ferrell and stuff. And like, I don't know. Like that scene. That scene feels like it kind of like drastically changes the tone of the comedy in the film where before that point, all the comedy has come from, from Will Ferrell having weird, awkward interactions and things he misunderstands that result in funny things happening. Whereas in that scene, the like on the catalyst, the thing that really happens in that scene is that his character misunderstands what's going on and it just causes people to be angry and upset and like it ruins things for people and like it's and it's just like very upsetting and stuff. And it just I don't know. It feels out of place. Like I watch it now and like, I kind of like have to roll my eyes and almost like go into the kitchen and eat like some cookies or something. Every time that scene comes up, because it (laughs) doesn't, it doesn't feel like it belongs in the same film. It just, it's just weird. Yeah. Um, And it gives, so that scene also gives James Caan's character a legitimate reason to hate yeah um which if you give like because his character up to that point is like the is like the bad guy of the story 
Um, and this is not the film where you need to like justify the antagonism from the bad guy. And so that just kind of feels weird too, because again, it goes back into like, well, you know, buddy, he screwed that whole deal up, but like he doesn't really learn anything from it. He doesn't learn that like, oh, that like upsets and hurts people when you talk like that um, in this context, or he doesn't learn that like, oh, you should like wait and see what's going on and take social cues from other people. Like it doesn't, it just happens to like cause conflict and nobody really benefits from that scene. So like in a narrative way, it falls flat and in a comedy way, it falls flat. Mm-hmm. And like, I just kind of hate that scene. It's just not good. Yeah. But that's the scene where everybody is just like, oh, he's an angry elf. <laughs> it's just yeah. like, yeah, I guess I guess that's hilarious. I guess that <laughs> is the funniest <laughs> joke in the movie. I guess so. <laughs> no, I agree. I've, I've always thought that was cringy. Um, it's definitely my least favorite as well. Um, but I will say, like, I guess that scene... Like, I agree with you, it doesn't help anybody, but I think it does, obviously, like, it moves the the story along, just because, you know, that's when Buddy's like, oh, I'm gonna, like, just leave, run away, and then that's when, you know, uh, James Caan is like, wait, no, I do love you, you're my son, so I guess that, but there was other ways to do it, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. yeah, it was, it's, it's a cringy scene, I don't, I don't care for it. Um... Also, one of the scenes I meant to talk about and didn't was the uh, the mailroom scene, because I saw somebody post. This is way off the subject, but I just randomly thought of it. Um, I saw somebody post that the the guy that he gets drunk with in the mailroom because he mm-hmm. thinks bourbon syrup, which right. same. Uh, <laughs> he. <laughs> it's um, not. <laughs> um, he, uh, the guy, no, the guy he gets drunk with says he's 26. Um, <laughs> and, and so somebody like posted the other day, they were like, the most unrealistic thing about Elf is the mailroom guy saying he's 26. And I was like, I don't think that's what he says. But no, fair enough. He, he, he's like, I'm 26 years old and I don't know what I'm doing with my life. And Buddy's like, no, you're so young. And anyway, I, I, uh, I just wanted to point that out for anybody, anybody uh, that didn't know that. Because I, I I have watched that movie hundreds of times and did not catch that before. So, yeah. The guy in the mail room is 26, apparently. Nice. There you go. <laughs> I, um, yeah, I don't. Yeah, I guess he does look old in that scene for 26, I guess. <laughs> I think so. I, I always I was that's like, a joke oh. there. Of course, Will Ferrell is 35 in this movie when it's being filmed. So, I don't know. But I would have thought that guy was older than Will Ferrell. But yeah, well, sure. Well, I mean, Harold has looked the same for like thirty years. It's insane. Yeah, that's true. But, <laughs> but um, yeah, um, I was going to drop like some trivia on that actor in the mailroom, but um, I don't really have anything. Okay. Isn't it an episode of X Files? <laughs> So. I love that. He, he, <laughs> so, yeah. he got to Elf and he was like, you know what? We're good. <laughs> I've done what I needed to do. <laughs> I mean, he, he does great in the role. He does great. 
Oh yeah, yeah, he does yeah. awesome. He, he's awesome. He's. <laughs> and that's a great scene. Like that's all. That's a really that's fun an scene. scene. Yeah, yeah, and I had almost forgotten about it, and then yeah, it's good. It's good stuff. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so Al, are you gonna rewatch Elf again? <laughs> Um, yeah, against my will, I'll probably, <laughs> I'll probably watch this a thousand more times before I'm dead. Well, I guess the thing, man, like when I, the, the whole idea behind this series that Jenny and I do is that, oh, Al isn't a fan of Christmas movies. And that's kind of true. But like, what's really true about it is that I'm not a fan of the four Christmas movies that I have seen a hundred times more than like any of my favorite movies. Like, <laughs> like that's that's the deal. Like and like I don't know, man. I don't get it. Like I can like I can watch Elf and just be like, that was really great. Like the writing's good and it's very well acted and it's very wholesome. And I get why that is a favorite Christmas film for everybody. But I'm still just like, you know, every year, like <laughs> several times a year. That's the thing. That's the thing that gets me. Like <laughs> if I go to a Christmas party, I know that Elf is going to be on in the background. And like, if I if I hear about like, oh, the drive-in is having like a special Christmas night for half-off <laughs> tickets. And I'm just like, that sounds fun. And I go, I know, I know Elf is going to be at least half of the screens. <laughs> drive-in theater oh i can't escape it it's it's inevitable it's like the thanos of christmas movies it's just there forever so when i heard it was 20 years old this year i thought okay like i didn't think it was that old but also just like but like was there ever really a time where elf did not exist So, like, yeah, I'll watch it again. I'll watch it three more times before January, probably. Like, <laughs> like sure, why not? Okay, great. <laughs> it's the to this day, it's the only way my mom will watch Will Ferrell. Like, <laughs> oh man. How about you, Jenny? You gonna watch this again? <laughs> I will. I will watch it. Um, I will say this is probably. One of the Christmas movies that I can say with 100% certainty, I've watched it every year in its existence. So, um, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's I, fine. I feel, the way I feel about, the way you feel about Elf is the way I feel about uh, A Christmas Story. Um, that, mm. I, I feel like I could never get away from that movie. Um, but... But yeah, I think that's the only Christmas movie like that for me. Because I, I can rewatch them a lot. But man, I got real tired of A Christmas Story for a while. Yeah. I will say, though, they did like um, a sequel, I think, a couple years ago, maybe last year. And it was cute. It was actually like really good. Okay. Um, yeah. Highly recommend that. Yeah. Um, I know growing up, there was a... It was on TBS, I think. Um, um, again, for all the young people out there, this is back when things were on... T- TV channels and um, every year I feel like it was TBS that would do like a 24 hour marathon of Christmas story yeah they still do it Um, yeah that's insane that's, yeah. <laughs> uh, that's wild I don't think I'm like 
that's the thing, man. Like I think about the phenomenon of Christmas films is so interesting and so wild to me because it's just like I can sit and watch one of my favorite movies of all time, right? Like I can sit down and I can watch like The Godfather or like I can watch like um, Spider-Man or I can sit down and watch like Blade Runner and I can watch it and just and just be like, okay, man, that is a really good. I love that film. And I'll turn it off and I'll go about my day. And I probably won't re-watch it for like three years because I'm just like, okay, I'm good. That's all I need. Like <laughs> right. I'm spot on. Let's go. Um <laughs> like if I watch if I if I were to watch Blade Runner tonight and someone came over to my house to hang out and were just like, hey man, you want to watch Aid Runner, I'd probably say no. I'd probably be like, oh, oh no, man, let's just watch that. Let's watch something else. <laughs> but that's not true of these Christmas movies. Like, <laughs> like, I could sit down with people and watch Elf with them, and they turn to me and just be like, that was great. You want to watch Elf? And I'll just be like, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Did you just suppress this whole experience we just had? Like, no, I don't want to watch Elf. <laughs> but if it you know at the end of the day if it makes people happy then um that's great but um i don't think i'll ever choose to watch this movie <laughs> i think i ever will ever again but um i i swear that i will watch it more in the next three weeks than i will watch <laughs> a godfather over the next three years i promise you that <laughs> Wow, I love that. Well, um, what would you say is your favorite Will Ferrell movie? Um, man, that Brothers is pretty hard to beat, man. Yeah, and there, and like I know there are like a couple of things in Step Brothers that haven't like aged great um over the years, but like there is a chaos to that film with every character in it that like is just so good adam scott is in that and like he plays the most unhinged character you've ever seen and like that's not adam scott's usual bag like it's just yeah i don't know i like i like that one a lot i know it's a very like stereotypical answer to give but like i like that one a lot no no that's yeah. great Good. Yeah. How about you, Jimmy? Um, so Elf will definitely be up there. But uh I really like um Anchorman and Stranger Than Fiction. Mm, um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, those are good picks. Um I watched um I got to watch um uh, Stranger Than Fiction in my philosophy class at college. Oh, my nice. year. It was like an assignment. And like I did a paper on it afterwards. It was really good. It was cool. Awesome. Yeah, I feel like it gets slept on because it's not like his normal type of movie, but I think it's really good. Yeah, he's very tame in that. Um, that is another example of a film that would be very, very different if it was Jack Black and yeah. not Will Ferrell. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah. a couple of those, like you can do that swap and it'd be fine. 
like I think if it's Jack Black and Step Brothers, that film plays out almost exactly the same. Yeah. But like, yeah. but there's a couple that it does not. You cannot switch those out. No. No. Yeah. Um. Well, do you have anything else to add? Anything you want to bring up about the movie? Um. Not really, but I want to wish a Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays to everybody out there. Um, yeah, and this everybody concludes who's, Christmas Fest. Yeah. yeah. Thanks, everyone, who's hung out with us. Yeah, it's been fun. Yeah, yeah. Good. good selection of movies this year, for sure. Um, yeah. Yeah, all right. Well, with that, we're going to wish y'all a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year, and like Al said, them just repeating everything Al said. So, <laughs> there we go. And a happy new year. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Some insane. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we will see you all in the new year, and um, be sure to listen to some of the other podcasts we've got going on right now. Uh, some Star Wars stuff with Alan Jacob. Sure. Um, I'm assuming we'll probably do a year-end podcast at some point. It might come out later in January, but I think it will happen. So, usually sure. it does anyway, right? So It does. It does. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That is what I like to call a Josh job. So. Yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> he, will, he, will, he will send out the call and we will answer. We will. So there you go. Well, yeah. Um, yeah, right. just one... Uh, just real quick before we go, just one last visual that just struck me. Um, yep. That sequel to Elf that we talked about. Mm-hmm. Um, same exact story that we pitched, except the kid is played by Jack Black. And there oh you go, my everybody. gosh. Yes. <laughs> yes. There you I, go, everyone. <laughs> yes. Make that happen. Who do we need to contact? Kevin Feige. Oh, get a mark. <laughs> <laughs> Hey man, I know you've got stuff going on, but um, <laughs> um, I know you're trying to desperately trying to find a guy who looks a lot like Jonathan Majors right now, but <laughs> oh man, but we have an idea for you. <laughs> Listen, you're gonna want to hear this. <laughs> you're gonna want to sit down. No, I love that. I love that. Yeah. All right. With that, thanks for listening. Thanks for caring. Uh, (laughs) And we'll see you all next time. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas.